139 of The Morgue, an official Force Feed podcast. And I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. Tex, how you doing, my man? What's up? Oh, man. Howdy, everybody. Howdy, Arturo. We have a busy week this week. Uh, so jumping right in with the coming attractions. So, uh, yeah, we got a ton of news. So first things first is AMC. You know, we'll, we'll see how long this lasts. But they have announced their new sightline ticket pricing that they want to um, increase, you know. So if you're in the front row which is the whack ones, right? You pay a cheaper price because it's like the value sight line. And then there's the normal seating, which is like, you know, however much. But if you want to sit in the middle, you know, the good spots of the theaters, you're going you're gonna to have to pay that premium sight line price. Uh, you know, they haven't necessarily said how much prices are going up per ticket, you know, and those who have A-list and stuff like yourself won't be affected yes. by it. But that's kind of whack. Yeah, it, it's sort of like- real soon, folks. Uh, they're going <laughs> to yeah. start uh, rolling this out in New York and Canada. Kansas City and I think um, in LA. Um, It's uh, honestly like I I have a list, so it's not going to affect me according to the article. Hopefully, I hope my my you know like fee, my yearly fee doesn't go up. But um, this sucks. Like this is like they. They tried to sell it off in the article. I was like, oh, yeah, we're trying to do like the other premium live events and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, but that's a live show with real people entertaining you. You know what I mean? Like this is a movie recorded where you can sit, you know, in the back corner and you'll be good as long as you are able to see the screen. Like I think it's absolute poppycock, honestly. And as you said, text. Let's see how long this is gonna last. Anyways, yeah, folks. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, because they're the like, oh, of... it's gonna roll out by the end of the year to all the AMC's, and I'm like, yeah, yeah we'll good see. luck. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how <laughs> how worked. But you know, it's tough too because like you have good movies in the theaters right now. So yes. like, uh, Puss yes. in Boots: The Last Wish is apparently still making a ton of money. Puss in Boots. <laughs> and, like, you know, I I got to see it last year, and I'm like, yo, this this is like the secret like secret best animated movie of the year you know what i mean because it it came out so late came out so late in the game and it was basically ignored because it's like oh it's a puss in boots sequel shrek spinoff kind of thing but no like when you actually check it out there's a lot going for it it's it's awesome that's that's what it was um tech spoke about it i believe in the last show we had of just how awesome it really was and i had the chance to see it recently as well and i can Definitely concur. It legit is one of the best animated things put to screen um, this year for sure. I love the animation itself. It resembles um, um, Into the Spider-Verse a little bit. The way everything mm-hmm. kind of looks, very drawn out, very comic booky. Uh, it had a really solid story. It had a really good voice acting cast, right? Um, it had a good antagonist with death. That wolf itself yeah. was so awesome. Yeah, man, it was Honestly, super surprisingly good. Yeah, how dude, great this like, thing was, man. It's so good that it's it's making me excited for Shrek Five. You know, because you know, spoilers for Puss in Boots. You know, yeah, I say that because like Puss legit, Boots. legit. There's there's spoilers in this. It's, there are spoilers. Good legit, yeah. yeah, there's a good story here. You know, spoilers that like you know there is a tease for the next Shrek. You know, and. And I'm excited for Kung Fu Panda whenever that comes back. Because it's like, yo, you see the action here? I can't wait to see, like, a Kung Fu Panda in, like, this kind mm-hmm. of style. Dude, like, the Spider-Verse was the best thing for animated movies, man. Because now now all these other studios are cribbing they're off trying. that style. Yeah, yeah dude, they're trying just, different yeah. things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not just giving you a, uh, a uh, you know, 
a 2D standard like Disney thing, you know? Or even um, that, where like a, the yeah. the Shrek style, right? Like the yes. Shrek like the Shrek CG or whatever. Yeah, the like, basic CG stuff, right? Yeah. Um and I think uh DreamWorks now being with Illumination, that combination is going to be great cuz it it's honestly um it's good for competition because you know if it was before it was just DreamWorks and Pixar, right? Um right. and and Pixar was uh, it definitely outputting the more quality stuff. But then um as time went on, you know, uh, DreamWorks and Illumination popped up with the Minions and Despicable Me, and then they kind of ran off there. And and, and them having the whole Puss in Boots um, a catalog now under the Illumination studio um, definitely um, is going to elevate and amplify all this animation awesomeness. That's why he's yeah. saying I can't wait for Shrek to see what that looks like, what Donkey looks like. Um, Eddie Murphy was interested in doing a Donkey movie too. He was like, hey, I mean, how funny are the Puss in Boots? Why don't I have a movie? And you no, know, that's also like a thing, right? It's like, why not? Dude, why? At this point, let's do it. After Dragon, Puss in Boots. Right? Just, yeah. just their own adventure. <laughs> yeah. After Puss in Boots, why not? Dude? Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, one thing that we do want to kind of throw under the bus here before oh, we move big time. on. Yeah, come on, so- come on, folks. Let's get on the bus. I got my seatbelt on. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to go, Tex. I'm ready yeah, to go. So- Skinnerberg was the big, like, big viral hit, right? It came out a couple weeks ago. It finally released on Shudder. And, you know, the buddies at home, you horror fiends might be like, oh, you know, let's, let's Skinnerberg. It's getting all sorts of reactions. Let's check it out, right? So, Arturo and I both had very different experiences. I, you know, uh, I'll, I'll set the stage for Arturo here, right? So it, uh, I didn't yeah. see it until it was on Shutter. I made it 10 minutes in before I, I pieced out of that. I just could not do it. Arturo, on the other hand, you went to a theater. Listen. And you sat down in a movie theater, paid premium <laughs> seating prices. <laughs> Listen, all I can say, it was for the culture. You know, yeah, word, it yeah. was for the culture. Um, and, and also, it was a great, um, it was a great uh, opportunity for me to actually check out Alamo Draft House. So I was right. actually more excited for that. I was like, "Listen, this shit backfires," which it, which it very it, much it, did. Yeah, At least did. I experienced the Alamo Draft House, right? And uh, so. Yeah, I actually went to see this in theaters, folks, because I was like, I got to see what's it about. You guys know I'm Corp Street and the guy behind the face. I have to do this stuff. I've done it for you guys since 2016. I've been going out of my way to see all these little movies and review them for you guys. You guys know that. So I was like, you got to do it. And Tex was like, you're on your own there. And I'm like, no problem. So um, honestly, folks, just real quick, this thing to me, it was unwatchable. Just straight up, straight up. It was unwatchable. Yeah. Um, I, um, I, gave it a two out of 10 only because I respect um, what they were trying to do. You respect the hustle, right? And you respect the concept of like, don't hate the player, hate the game, right? It's like what? It's (laughs) like childhood fears or something like that. Yeah. So, so hilariously. So, um, Shutter had to write an extensive description on this thing. If you guys have a, 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 the Shutter service out there, you guys know they give you a nice little synopsis um, of the movie. This one was so long that you had to actually emphasize that, that there's more to read. Yeah, so, it was. Yeah, it's. It had to do the heavy lifting. Yeah, of, it, of it being did, an actual did, like text, con- like text. context, right? To like give it did the movie all the heavy lifting because I was like. <laughs> Dude, are you serious? This is what this is about. Like, apparently, this whole thing was about these two kids who who wake up and their dad isn't home, right? And the house is like kind of a lot of funky shits going on. Yeah, in the house. So, yeah. The whole thing is like there's a demon, and you know they they lose all their 
are doors and windows and, you know, they're just stuck there in the dark. And it's Yeah, but you see the whole doors and windows things, you don't really analyze that really well watching it in theaters. Or when I saw it, I wasn't really paying attention that that, that there's no doors yeah. or windows because they kept going into bedrooms. Yeah, so that wasn't a thing. Yeah, there's a lot of like, uh, you know, for, like I said, I'm speaking entirely out of, from the context of the 10 minutes I've seen. Like, it, and I feel like I – I know, which I got enough about of it, right? So it's like, it, there's just a lot of staring at stuff. It's very conceptual. It's very like, it's one of those things where, you know, the, the concept does not meet the, the substance and the concept does not meet the practice even, right? It's like, it doesn't yeah, even agreed. meet the technique where you're like, oh, I'm supposed to stare at the stuff and be scared or like, I don't even know like how you're supposed to feel. Yeah, but, yeah. but apparently some people come out of this. It's gone viral with a lot of Listen, um, people because like they, they're feeling stuff, I guess. I, I've, I've been having a really good discourse on this on um, the Corpse Feed Instagram um, under this, um, you know, thread as well. If you, if you guys want, just go check it out. Um, people... Um, a couple of the fans out there of the buddies, they seem to really praise this thing and enjoy it. They um, felt the impact mm -hmm. of whatever it is the filmmaker was trying to like, you know, put out there. Um, I, for one, did not at all. Like, I didn't feel scared. Um, I didn't feel like um, uncomfortable, um, anxious, none of that stuff. I, uh, it was to me, honestly, it's like I put in on my review, it, it looked really outdated like hey like i've seen this stuff before it's like you know, honestly it's it was a big amalgamation of old school like uh uh found footage videos um yeah. you know what yeah. i mean like some blair witch stuff in there you got yeah, some even, a bunch and, of blair witch tricks yeah and even then you know there there are a lot of people on youtube who do like these liminal spaces horror yes. videos and you can mm -hmm. just go watch one of those and that's that's kind of the idea of like this creepy empty space that you have no idea what could be in it so it's yeah like, that's creepier know, than this honestly tax because yeah. there at least you can use your imagination over here they were you know constantly editing and cutting to different things showing you things that uh, appeared upside down in the ceiling um a lot of um a lot of edits and cuts a lot of um low shots they love they, they it just seemed to keep the camera on the floor the entire time uh, which was like all right um what kind of trick you're trying to do with this it, it, it didn't work for me it didn't hit as it should have or as they intended it to be uh i definitely you know i appreciate it because like i said you know you're trying to try something you know what i mean <laughs> you're trying to do something there i get it you're trying to scare just yeah. fine and i'm, I'm um, good but but i'm good with like with the, yeah. the college student film you know like, Dude, I'm, also I'm okay like with that the, the whole thing too behind this the whole like the real like push behind this was the whole lo-fi audio thing which was like okay this is like if, if this is what you're going for and this is what you're trying to use as a a a sensory detractor you know what I mean? Right. Um, having the audio appear very kind of haunting. You know what I mean? Um, and, and very just not produced well. Mm -hmm. um, if that's your, you know, sense of getting scared and stuff, cool. You know, um, I guess you accomplished it because people are talking about it at least, right? Yeah, from total stay away from it. It's I, yeah. I say that as someone who didn't even finish it. So you know, I I have full confidence in saying that. And after hearing your your full review of the thing, like oh yeah, dude, know, it's it's, just, it's just a real shame bother. too because when yeah. when they really thought when I really got a 
tiny, tiny little bit spooked was when they actually kind of showed the face of this kind of um, haunting going on, which I was like, oh, that could have been used an hour ago, you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, stay away from it. Total, 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 1000% stay away from it, folks. Don't even watch it on Shutter. It's a waste of time. Like I said, unwatchable. And and just real quick, somebody said, oh, I love this art house thing. And not a lot of people like it. No, 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 no. I've seen art house horror. All right. I this mean, is we, not it. We just reviewed we, one. We've we, reviewed some, right? We just we reviewed, reviewed Infinity some. Pool, like last Dude. last episode. So, you know, we just Dude, saw an art house I've horror seen movie. <laughs> art house horror. All right. Yeah. This the it doesn't even it doesn't even reach that level. There's no there's nothing there to latch onto, folks. There's no story there to really kind of follow. Now, it's the stories the stories in the in the shutter synopsis. Yeah, so, just you know, yeah. just go on Wikipedia and read the description and you'll be good. Yeah, like right. you, I'm sure someone YouTube the clips of like the face and stuff like that. Just you know, unfortunately, yeah. that's the way it, you're gonna it, have to do it. It's hilarious too. Like, um, one of the buddies commented as well that oh, they have um a YouTube video. Like the filmmaker has a YouTube video explaining it. Meaning, like, you know, if you need a video to explain your film, then you did a terrible job. Yeah. It's, so I'm like, yeah. thank you for that, buddy, for putting it's, it out it's there. It's one of those you have to do the work for yourselves. And as mm-hmm. we've said many times before, homework just ain't cutting it. You know, I don't go to a movie for homework, you know. And yeah. so speaking <laughs> exactly, of homework, exactly. so this probably is the best segue into this. Um, James Gunn announced, like, his first chapter, his and Peter Safford's first chapter of the new DCU. You know, uh, setting the stage for this, they did say that there are probably projects that we haven't known, you know, they haven't revealed yet, you know. These projects don't really have logos. It's all very early in the stage. Um, but this one, this first phase, it's, it's called Gods and Monsters. But what's different from the Marvel stuff is that it will combine the animated stuff, the TV stuff, the movies, and the video games. So it's a huge, like, underpro, like, a huge undertaking. And so, um, just to get these out, I'm going to go through the list real quick, uh, noting what these projects are, and then we'll just break them down afterwards of what we're most interested in. Um, Let's do so, it. So first on the slate is Creature Commandos. It's going to be an animated series written by James Gunn. And then uh, that one will have uh, the voice actors who play the characters in that one will eventually play the live action versions in th- whatever thing that happens uh then there's waller which is the amanda waller spinoff from peacemaker which will bring back viola davis and nice. it's it's being written by um watchman one of watchman's writers uh from the tv show i believe and uh and the the creator of the doom patrol tv series then there's uh the first feature film Superman Legacy. This one is the one that James Gunn is writing, and it has it's the only one with the release date of July eleventh, twenty twenty five. That wow. one has no, yeah, that one has no director yet, but that's the only one with a concrete release date at this point. Moving on from that, there's uh Lanterns, which is being described as a true detective like kind of TC series, and you know, it teases that Hal Jordan and John Stewart will be involved. Then there's the next feature film, which is The Authority, which is the, uh, it's a 1990s Wildstorm series. And, uh, that's all I know about it. Arturo knows more about that. We'll get into that in a second. Then there's an HBO Max series called Paradise Lost, which will mm-hmm. be about Themyscira. 
And that's the only Wonder Woman project on the slate, as I'm just that's saying. That's pre-Diana, that. though, right? That's pre-Wonder Woman, though, right? Uh, yes, it takes place mm. before the events of the Wonder Woman movies. So who knows what that means? And then there's uh, there's a next movie, The Brave and the Bold, which will introduce a new Batman. This is the D- this is the DC Universe's Batman now. And but the big thing is it will also bring in Damian Wayne. So uh it'll be a first Robin on screen in a very long time and it'll be Batman's son. So we'll see and- what yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. I'm excited to talk about that real quick, yes. actually. But um, so, uh, wow, yeah, still going. Uh, so oh. we, yeah, we have Booster Gold in HBO Max TV series. Then there is another movie, uh, Supergirl: Woman of Tomorrow. That's the one where uh, it's based on a Tom King miniseries where Supergirl is in like um, she's on a piece of Krypton, and then a bunch of stuff happens from there. Uh, then closing out the slate is the movie Swamp Thing. So, um, which is wild, right? Yeah, like I saw that too. It's a wild like, thing. Wow, that, yeah. And then on top of all this, uh, it has also been confirmed that, uh, we'll still have the Batman part two and which is now called the Batman part two or yeah, I believe it's Batman part two and a uh, Joker. And as well as animated series like Teen Titans go, they'll all be treated as DC Elseworlds projects and anything outside of this combined dcu will be considered elseworlds so uh yes so that is the slate it, it is a quite a lot uh <laughs> how do yeah. you feel it what do you what's jumping at you the most arturo okay so a couple of things let's talk about the big guns first right mm-hmm. so um if if superman does have an actual release date already i'm pretty sure they have their superman and who they're gonna probably grab as director like mm-hmm. you can't tell me they have a release date for that and don't have you know the team behind that yet i yeah, think james Gunn knows right um that being said um a legacy right just like brave and the bold we're gonna encounter older heroes for sure with batman but i thought the superman he wanted a younger superman so I'm just interested um, with the word legacy behind it. According to what he was talking about, they're going to um, show how Superman is like, you know, he's doing his heroics and how he's treated around the world and all this other stuff. And so him, I guess, saying it was going to be a younger Superman is probably jumping the gun there. Um, you know, no pun intended. But um, I'm very curious about that. But, but uh, back to the Brave and the Bold, I'm super curious about that one. Um, cause again, we, we are getting an older Batman. It's not, it's not like James Gunn is trying to, you know, rekindle the justice league with all these like, you know, newer characters and younger characters on top of that. It's not young versions of these heroes. It looks like we're going to pretty much be thrown into the peak of their careers, right? With mm-hmm. Superman and Batman with wonder woman. Um, I'm just excited to see where that's going to go. But, um, I'm also concerned, Tex. Um, besides, uh, I I am excited about Batman and, and Superman. Let's what whatever. It's, it's it's new takes. Whatever, just give it to me already. Um, but what I am concerned about is that James Gunn's vision at times can get away from him, um, especially with all these characters that we don't really know. Um, I, I think, um, yeah, I'm not like, sure, if, like the Authority and you know the creature commandos, creature commandos, and like Swamp the Authority. Thing. By the way, um, I was shocked, like legit like effing shocked to see that on the slate because of just the nature of the authority. So the, the authority um, are a group, you can say like a justice league for a different universe. You know what I mean? They have their each, um, 
each of them have their own version of uh, of a DC character. Like Midnighter is um is the Batman, Apollo is the Superman, and um so uh what's really surprising is that um that they're gonna be including this in the actual current the current lineup that they're gonna put. Um, so I'm very curious how that's gonna like meld into it because there's it's. It's a lot, man. You know, it's a whole team that yeah. you're gonna have there. Yeah, and, and you know, and the the gods and monsters name of the phase or the chapter or whatever they want to call it. It's like, okay, we're gonna get we're gonna get the the Trinity, right? We're eventually gonna get our Superman, yeah. Batman, and Wonder Woman, but then we're also gonna get a bunch of freaks. And you know, it's the uh, it's the yeah, the monsters, honestly, the, yes, the, yeah, it's Justice League Dark. Unfortunately, without you know, I, I'm hoping Constantine shows up. In one of these, you know, because we they are still making a Constantine two, apparently, like with Keanu yeah? Reeves. So like that's still that's still a part thing. of their uh, their plan. I totally I, forgot about that. Yeah, it could end up being an Elseworlds thing. I kind of hope they just kind of slip him in. Why not? Right? Like, wouldn't you want Keanu Reeves in like in animated? It's a good stuff time to do like, that too. You know yeah. why? Because like, there's really no ties to anything else in the in the first Constantine. Yeah, like so, he, he's really just like by himself in his universe you can easily just throw him in there if you wanted to yeah and you know wouldn't you like i'm saying like wouldn't you want like a, a keanu reeves that you can call on to be like oh we're doing an animated thing let's let's get your you record a voice from your you know from like, your oh. room like <laughs> from, <laughs> yeah and it's stuff like that it's my my thing is you know it's it's that thing too where it's like okay we got a bunch of nobodies that we're gonna have to you know, like, yeah, authority fans, swamp thing fans, c- creature commandos, et cetera, et cetera, or, or fan, whoever's out there, right? Like, yeah, good yeah. for, good for them, but also they're nobody to me. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. here, I'm here for like, my supermans. You know? I was a fan of the authority, but n- never had I had the inkling to see that on screen. Yes. Um, especially in 2023 now where, We've kind of been saturated with these like evil, you know, anti-heroes, superhero yeah, things, especially we, with we the just, boys. Yeah, being we so just successful. went through three seasons of the boys. We're getting a second season of Invincible soon, right? And it's like, yeah, you know, and we've because, gotten, we've even gotten like harder edged Marvel stuff. Like, yeah, we, because like the authority is like they're the heroes. Like they're not like the boys where they're like these like like criminals kind of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like they just they're there to do whatever it takes for peace. You know what I mean? So if it includes a collateral damage, whatever. You know what I mean? So that's their thing. You know, so um, I am hoping um, they can find kind of like a, a, a new way to spin this stuff. Because like I said, we've been saturated yeah. with all this stuff recently. And it's like, let's – you're not giving me anything new here. Like, yeah, like, uh, yeah yes. you're saying Superman and Batman and stuff like that, which is like, okay, great. But like you're also giving us these like – nobody's yeah that, like it's hey it, it's yeah like i i'm just really i'm i'm confused about it because if i saw let's say a suicide squad thing there i would understand yeah right because yeah. we know who the suicide squad is and we know what what goes into a suicide squad rogue gallery right pick and choose wherever you want just put harley quinn in there and just just mix it up and you're good to go right but now like again james gunn's vision like we enjoyed peacemaker but it did get a little out of control sometimes uh at we also enjoyed his other things in the past, but we we know James Gunn, man. If you don't rein him in, just like a like a Zack Snyder, his vision will just kind of encompass like way too much yeah. and just yeah, and- kind of be a big a uh, a uh, um 
a big downfall for the project, honestly, yeah, if that and, was to happen. And the other thing with all this is, like, I just listed out, like, 20 things that they have planned. But at the same time, it's like, it's not real. You know, (laughs) how many times have Warner Brothers or Marvel, like, we'll we'll play fair to both of them, too. Like, how many times have we been told, like, here are our plans, and then, like, it doesn't work out. Like, with DC, with WB especially, it's like, I don't believe anything you're telling me. I I don't think you're making any of this until I'm literally sitting there on July 11th, 2025, which sounds like... 20 years from now at this point. Dude, it's not a long time from now, man. We just started 2023. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm not going to believe it until I'm literally sitting there watching this Superman movie. And then, Tex, to your point, even more so, we have these other releases coming out. We have a Batman 2 already coming out. Yeah. Right? We have a Joker 2. You know, we have um, uh, Aquaman 2. Yeah. We have The Flash, which is supposed to reset everything and lead into this James Gunn universe. But um, as you mentioned, we just have a lot of words from James Gunn and stuff, but at the same time, we actually have these physical movies already made, ready to release from WB yeah, in a whole different, you know, Elseworlds yeah. timeline. And then, you and know, then you, and then you have James Gunn talking about like, uh, you know, he was asked about Shazam, right? And one of the comments <laughs> was like, "Why I wouldn't? I'm not going to change my plans every time I disagree with something an actor says," which is a whole kit and caboodle, right? Because it's like, well, you're speaking as like the the head of like. Like the studio now, not not really, but you you are, you know. It's like you're you're the head of this thing now. You're, you're, this yeah, is, they should have stopped them from uh, you know from speaking to that. Yeah, without having and, uh, you know, like a better response. He's, honestly, he's going on Twitter all the time and like yeah, we, we people like watching him dunk on fans, <laughs> like trying to get info or you know getting things wrong or whatever. But like no, you're the guy leading a whole thing now, right? It's like you don't hear Kevin Feige talking. You know, you don't Dude. hear Kevin Feige commenting on like anti-vax. You know, oh, here's you my. You do not. He never once he said not. anything Dude. about like Evangeline Lilly. You know what I mean? He, and he never said anything about Shuri um, or Letitia Wright. He never like. And this is going to be the thing. It's like not once. It was all worked out uh, behind screens. Yeah, like, all, like, like all that our, stuff was worked out behind screens. Is any of that going to? you know, play into the next two years as all this stuff develops. You know, we're gonna we're gonna see a lot more messiness before we actually get any of this new slate. You're absolutely right. So that's my thing. It's like Yes, you know, uh, I'm happy for all those excited about like this, you know, bright looking DCU because it's like it's a plan. And it is I, a plan. Yeah, agree. I do, I do understand those happy about it because it's a plan. Like the fact that I, I'm still saying, oh, you know, you can plan as much as you want, but it's a plan. It's more than DC fans have gotten for the last decade, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, outright for it's, sure. It's a plan. It's, you know, and, you know, in many cases, it helps to have like, okay, we're planning this out. We're actually making this a thing. That being said, though, Tex, it's very curious how yes. um, uh, it, Superman's coming out in 2025, right? Yeah. Which should be the end of phase five. I mean, of phase six for Marvel. Yeah. Like right? by then, we're going to, we're going to be watching like a thousand Marvel movies. And it's yeah, like, Kang's already destroyed everybody. And then we have a new Avengers team already by that time. And, so, you know, but, but Superman is Superman though so that's the thing so listen right? so yeah so check this out yes yeah, superman is superman but the man who wrote that um uh, who, who's writing this movie and creating this universe has inside information for marvel and you know what i mean like this guy worked right. with the machine i'm not saying he has like you know um you know the inside detail 
those, but I'm saying right. that he is aware of their release tough, you know, like, yes. like th- th- their release times, their stuff that's going to come out, how they um, orchestrated everything. Why do you think DC is doing what they're doing with all their media? Right. Marvel's doing that now with Disney Plus now. Right. Right. Um, you have all that stuff included into the Marvel movies now. Man. Um, uh, a DC has the advantage of, um, you know, of the Warner Brothers Studios for the video game stuff as well. Right. You know, they have awesome at they have awesome animated movies and listen i hope the quality of their animated movies does not go down that's see that's what also my concern was because like dc has never had they've never had a problem on the small screen like we can can point out several tv shows and as much as people didn't like like the the arrow verse or whatever right like the the green arrow shows and the flash however people i wasn't a fan but hugely successful though yes huge yeah like flash is ending (laughs) after eight seasons whatever arrow went on for like 20 so it's like you know as much as you know um as much as the idea of like connecting everything sounds cool let's see how it works out right it's like i don't i don't want the stuff that was already working to slip you know yes it's like why would you dump out your animated movies just so you can have them connect when when they were already succeeding by just adapting comics right they were the best things you had where it came to an (laughs) actual feature film you know what i mean like yes because come on they were they were just you know they hired whoever whatever actors they wanted for to play superman play batman whoever and whatever right and it's like you know and they just adapted comics and yeah that's cool Oh, man and i don't want to lose that in favor of i don't like, want to lose that in favor Again, of like oh I, um, we need to see this in order to you know it's the disney problem already right where it's like oh we're gonna have like oh we gotta watch she hulk in order to understand when she pops up mm-hmm. in like you know world war hulk movie or whatever right it's like i don't know like along the same lines of what you're saying i'm hoping that james gunn being part of the machine Warner Brothers learning from that machine too. It's like let's let's avoid those mistakes. Like let's just. But along the same lines as what you're saying, Tex. Right now they're all just words, right? Yes, and that's like, also very true. They're all just ideas on a piece of paper that they. Oh, it'd be great to have this show and that show. Yes, that's, that's, you know I mean, that's yes, exactly. It'd be, be great, it, yeah. but hey, like if Superman fucking fails to rap right yeah that's true if superman let's focus on this is what happened with the snyder verse yeah right warner brothers got carried away let's focus on one person and try to um you know start unfolding the universe from that one particular individual to be fair to them that's what they did it's they got carried away in how fast they tried to do it though yes that's what it was they had man of steel right great perfect right man of steel landed you know, yes. yeah, had its divisive reviews, whatever. But Man of Steel landed with them, and they're like, okay. Then they threw the universe on it. So they they did yes. it too fast. What, because, what they, yes, be, because yeah. Marvel was revving, dude. I think Marvel yeah. had just what they they had just finished Avengers two, and they were getting into their Infinity Saga by the time that we had Man of Steel. I think, right? Yeah, that was no. So 2012. That was uh yeah right sort of oh no no i'm sorry avengers had just come out it was it was just avengers, the avengers. yes uh, so avengers had just come out um and they were fucking like oh my god what the fuck are we gonna do yeah <laughs> you know? so they threw they were like what are we gonna do like on, see all the, all the money they're making <laughs> yeah so that's the problem is they went with one guy like they they straight up were like okay make our universe you did our superman 
make our universe. Here's Batman. But you know what? Here's, here's Wonder but, Woman. Yeah. Like, in, in fairness, like to to Snyder, um, I, I think he wanted to make another Superman before he introduced the, those characters. Oh right? yeah, no, like, he like, wanted. Uh, we just he wanted to do a Man of Steel too, but you know, the yeah, studio and then was from like, there, he, yeah. From there, he would introduce, I think, Batman from a uh, Man of Steel two or something. No, no, um, that was uh, that was a complete. See, that's what I'm saying. This is all like this is all the studio. So let's hope you see. Let's hope Warner Brothers, you know, Zaslav, you know, for as and that's the other thing too. This is the same studio that canceled a straight up movie. Said it was unreal releasable straight up said Batgirl was un- are you are you kidding me are you straight up telling yeah. me that a movie that was you could have been ready for HBO Max like it was it wasn't even good enough for HBO Max listen Skinamarink made it to theaters and to VOD for God's sakes come on folks let's get it together over there you know what I mean you you straight up telling me it's unreleasable that's the word you use like come on like be real and then too like just to wrap this up real quick and put a bow on this topic for now it's gonna suck because by the time we get the first superman movie we're gonna like like i said before we're gonna have ingested a whole nother like yeah, batman movie we're, yes. we're gonna be all in on robert pattinson you know what i mean like who knows how aquaman 2 is right like we're gonna be in a total different mindset um when it comes to dc yeah. you know yeah we're gonna have seen the flash which apparently was actually you know tested really well which i i, I am hoping is a decent flick as well so we're gonna be in a total a different mindset when we hit 2025 especially with um uh um atman um two i'm on three uh, coming out uh this month it's kicking off uh phase five for marvel so our brains are going to be so far away from what these guys are doing that by the time they show up they better bring it dude yeah <laughs> they better bring it better but bring um it. that being said folks now it's time for our feature presentation and now for our feature presentation for now we have two for you guys two one of them is is not really a full-length movie, but we're going to talk about um, uh, our first impressions of The Last of Us. Now you can catch it on HBO Max on Sundays. Tex, I thought this was pretty solid. Um, I'm not going to go kill somebody over it, but um, I thought it was a pretty solid show, right? The first three episodes just uh, just dropped, and yeah, uh, I'm, I'm down. I dig it. Yeah, as of our conversation now, we're, we are going to review this full series when it hits, so don't worry if you're worried about that. Uh, this is the first three episodes, and um, on the, on the basis of that alone, if uh, speaking as someone who has experience with the game, and you know, this is very like there's you know a lot of stuff in the first two episodes that is lifted straight from the game. The third episode is when it detours completely, and so that gives me promise that like oh okay so it's not going to be a one to one cuz a large part of the first two episodes yeah like they hit a, you know they do hit you know i'm not going to you know we'll we'll get into that uh the the more spoilery parts of our reactions here cuz we do need to detail some stuff but just speaking as someone um yeah it's a, it's a good show like <laughs> Like yeah. that. Yes, yeah. that's, that's a lot because it's something like uh, you might be seeing some reactions online. If you haven't seen it yet, you might be seeing people go, "Oh, it's the greatest thing," you know. And especially maybe uh, Arturo, I'm curious to what you thought, especially because you have no experience with it whatsoever. This is dude. Like, this is I know of the in. video game. I don't know what the video game is about. Mm-hmm. Don't know the story, the characters. I just seen it. Oh, Last of Us. I know it's famous because it's been on PlayStation. You know, greatest hits and all that stuff. Right. So you know. Coming into it, I was like, oh, cool, you know, another post-apocalyptic thing, you know? Oh, zombies of Jace. Oh, okay. You know, 
okay. You know, see, been done already. You know, Walking Dead did it years ago. That first episode of Walking Dead um, kind of reminds me of this first episode of uh, of Last of Us, where it just gave you this whole kind of environment and this universe pretty much like in your face. You know, when Rick walked out of the hospital and you just saw this like emptiness, but this savage emptiness, you know, it's the same thing with this thing. Like, especially when it jumps 20 years, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. You know, that caught me by surprise. Huge. Because we get them um, in the first episode, um, you know, spoilers, if you haven't seen it yet, or don't know about the video game, which I didn't, you know, he loses his daughter. Yeah. Right. Um, he loses his daughter to, to not even to, to a freaking monster, bro. Yeah, yeah. To a, to, to a fucking like wild bullet. Yeah. Pretty much dude. And that, that was so frustrating, but you know, it hit. I'm a father, you know, yeah, of a yeah. daughter and all that it's, stuff. So it mean, definitely like, hit. But then, like the, the first um, thirty minutes of the pilot are still like the strongest. You know, or yes, that was the strongest yeah. part of the video game too. But like in the game, you're spending like instead of thirty minutes, it's maybe like an hour. You know, like because you know, um, I uh, yeah, I don't want to compare these things too no, because much because of the exploring, yes. you know, um, factor of the game and yes, stuff, right? Yes, like you're you're playing as the daughter, and you know, you're slowly finding it. Like it's the same thing in the oh, show. So in the game, you actually play as the daughter. Yeah, at first that's yeah, pretty cool it's, it's like neat. in the okay. show it's you know in the show she's slowly figuring out oh there's reports of like things going okay. on there's weird stuff there's an alert you know there's planes flying and all that stuff you know and so you know the scene the scene where they're in the back of the truck that's directly from the game too like you you know you're you're the little girl in the back of the truck while while her father and her uncle are like driving through all this chaos right so mm, okay that scene like that's the thing it's like i want to you know video game fans might praise it because it's like oh video game adaptation right it's like oh yeah it's it's so good adapting the material but like seeing so closely i'm like uh you know I've done this before. This is cool, man. I'm like, you know. But give me something different, right? Yes. And as much as I love Pedro Pascal, you know, I'm like, yo, great actor. And he's great here, obviously. Like, if you want to get a dad character, right? (laughs) Pedro, he's kind of like, he's kind of the guy to do it, right? Like, if you want a dad who you instantly love and you're like, you, you know, you want to know more about, that's the guy to do it. And like, but that's, you know. These, the first two episodes especially, I'm like, okay, this is a lot of stuff that's retreaded ground. And so that's why I'm curious to like, for new fans, you know, I'm like for new people checking out the show as just the show. Like, yeah. Uh, what do you like? Honestly, uh, like the coolest thing is like the actual infection. Right? Yeah. Like, it's um, super I'm cool. waiting to yeah. find out more of that, like how it actually spread and all that stuff. Like, um, that's super, super interesting. And, and I like how they, um, cause it's funny. Cause you know, I, I follow this, uh, this Instagram feed about insects and crazy wild insects. So, and, I hate bugs and shit, but I just follow it because it's just cool. Um, and they actually spoke about that fungus, right? right that tastes control of, of these ants, right? And then they're called like, uh, you know, the article said, oh, zombie ants. You're like, oh, let me read this thing, right? So I know about that. And it was cool to actually know about that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that that's happens yeah. in nature. Yeah, and I, okay, I like the idea of like eating the fungus infected food because it's just like it's part of the groceries. I, and I'm like, yo, yes. I would definitely be infected like instantly, right? Yes, like, yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. And then like um, in the first episode – my wife pointed out that uh, they were baking a lot um, in the neighbor's house, right? Yes. Like they were making biscuits. Remember, they were like, oh, you want some biscuits and stuff like that? So um, that was one way to kind of connect the um, how that was uh, transmitted into that, you know, uh, area maybe, you know. But um, um, as a fan of um, of just, you know, 
the genre it's it's pretty cool i can say that it's um it's it's solid i'm not you know, I'm not gonna sit down every Saturday, every Sunday at 9 p.m. just to watch it. I'll watch it whenever I can. Yeah, um, I don't yeah. feel like when, for instance, like just to put it straight out there, you know, or lifting the curtain a little bit. Like I didn't watch a single episode of this until I heard the whole, you know, you know, commotion behind episode three. I was like, everyone was saying, "Oh, episode three, the greatest piece of television." Blah 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 blah. blah. And then I was like, "Yo, Tex, did you hear about this?" Like, yeah. And, and Tex was like, "You know what? I guess we're gonna have to peep it." Yeah, because you know? we we were actually planning to leave this until it ended. You know, this mm-hmm. is how we do things at the morgue. Yeah, lifting. We're gonna keep lifting the curtain. Might as well, right? It's Always. The yeah. way you and I plan things for the buddies at you at home, it's you know we we wait till something is complete. You know, unless it's something that we know it's going to be airing weekly that we want to talk about, like Chucky. Like, Chucky, we'll talk about Chucky and then be like, okay, come back later. But Last mm-hmm. of Us, we were straight up going to be like, nah, let's wait till it's over. Then we'll talk about yeah. it when it's over. But, yeah. you know, we, like you said, we jumped in after the commotion for episode three. And this is where we cut off our first reactions. And like... Yeah. Purposely too. Yeah. Um, I saw the um I am up to date, um, but I would like to talk just about this whole thing because it's um like I get enjoying television or a good story on television. Yes. Right. But I'm watching a TV show, right? And I'm watching episode three of a TV show I know nothing about. So my big thing, my big whole gripe with this episode that my wife keeps killing me over is that hey, I think this is a fluff episode. Um, we spent about an hour and change with uh Frank and Bill, which honestly, great story, right? But then, you know, we don't really get anything until the end with Joel and Ellie, right? I'm interested in them. You just showed me them. Like we just got introduced to Joel and Ellie, and but then we're spending an hour and change with Bill and Frank, two characters that according to the show are no longer going to be interacting with Joel and Ellie because they're both dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, I'm not knocking the episode. Like I enjoy a good story, but as Tex um, uh, told me off the air, it's like, hey, this is a good one-off, right? Yeah. This is a good like one-off story that you can appreciate and then just move on. But it's like, hey, why throw me this in episode three, dude? Yeah. You know, you, you, you could have done this same thing in episode five after you've just, you know, um, pumped us full of, you know, brutality and violence and all this stuff. You give us this nice story as a, a, a good little breather, um, how they got this compound and how they got these supplies or whatever um but honestly i it didn't have the same impact on me as it did on like the whole world i guess um i saw it as like okay great good story but i'm interested in joel and ellie and we didn't get much of that yeah at all. and like bill and frank uh you know uh i'd like them a lot you know and, and yeah they're great uh, yeah it was you know like that's the thing it's i don't have a problem with the performances the concept anything about it you know and, no it's, it's it's a great story and it, it's yeah, a great story and it's super tragic because this is like yeah. this was 2003 so you know uh, gay marriage was never legalized uh when the apocalypse hit in this world it's a great point so that's it's right. like that's even that's another layer on top of everything you else. didn't even think of that so, it's a great point so like you know the fact that they were you know spoilers for episode three is the fact that they were yeah. able to find peace and in within each other and live out mm-hmm. their lives and you know end their lives on their own and terms. bill like, like who was obviously like repressed as well yeah. was, was able to finally experience love and be himself again 
great story where I'm not knocking that. That's a great yeah. story. But and that's the thing. my it's, issue is it's knocking the purpose of it. And, you know, yes. it's, you know, it's, it's one thing to, you know, they, they do quote unquote serve a purpose in the overall story because they, they help establish more of the world. Yes. And they do, they do get Joel and Ellie to a new point A, point B. You know what, though, Tex? Like, that being said, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but before I forget this point, I was telling my wife the same thing. Like, I wouldn't have minded if they had shown us through the story how the world deteriorated. Yeah. How we got to this what we got to in the to past so. 20 years. This was this exactly. was Exactly. Like, All we – the story focused like solely on Bill and Frank, like which again, it's a great story, but you missed the chance. Um, if you are gonna give me this opportunity to see the story, at least fill it with information, like news articles here, a radio thing here, like we heard in um, in the first episode. Oh, a uh, 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 blah 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 in Jakarta, right? So then we got the connection when we saw this uh, scientist lady in in freaking Indonesia. You're like, oh, Jakarta, you know? Like I I would have loved more of that. As a person who doesn't know the game or the uh, the entire story, I would have loved to get more information, more filler. You know what I mean? More if if you're gonna give me a filler, fill it up. Yeah, you know what I mean, so fill it up. That's uh, I know it's tough to talk about the deviations from the game because they they do get into spoilery <laughs> territory. But but Bill Bill is alive in the game, so you know he he shows up. He he actually meets Joel, like he meets Ellie. So like there's so in terms of deviating, like. Uh, this is the kind of stuff I'm I'm praising. Like I'm like this is the mm-hmm. kind of stuff I want. And honestly, if you're going to take such big swings, this is how to do it, right? Like it, that's the thing. It's I'm not knocking the idea and the concept they went with the episode. They went with a, a great love story, you know, tragic, all that stuff, but at the same time, it's like it, like you said, it goes back to the central thing of like if this was positioned later in the season, I wouldn't have minded so much. I think it's because I'm still like we're literally still meeting Joel and Ellie. Like we're still we didn't even get to like no bill like that either. For us, let's like listen, this episode was written so well. We met two characters, we had no clue what the fuck they were, and just you know, became endeared terribly with these two characters. Great writing. But then now we jump to the actual, you know, what's going on in the, in the show. As you mentioned, like we just met Joel. Yeah. I, I, I want to know what happened to his brother. I want to know what he did in the last 20 years. Like, I, I want to know how he met Tess. That apparently meant so much to him. Like, there's a lot I want to know about our protagonists. But now, like I said, again, you're giving us this huge story about people that are no longer going to be yeah, in the show. And so that's the thing. It's that's what I'm cur- most curious about to see how it stacks up when you get the whole show. Like when you, when we finally get the, the rest of the episodes, I, I can't remember if it's eight or 10. It feels like it's going to be an eight episode show, right? Like it's, sh- I don't know, but yeah. it's already been picked up for season two. So we're obviously going to keep talking about it a lot more. Um, season two, they already said that they're adapting the second game. So. If, does, oh, okay. if that means we're getting the whole first game story in a season, I'm curious to see how that works out. Like, we'll, we'll talk. Is it possible, Tex? Um, uh, 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 based on the length of the of the game and the length of the story? Yes, and stuff? it is. But at the same time, it really shouldn't be. You know, okay. like I, yeah. if you, I, I would like more of these Bill and Franks. Right? It's like if that was the purpose, like quote-unquote purpose of the show it's like if 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 the last of us really isn't going to be about joel and ellie but 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 about the human like world war z the book yes if this is how going it explored, to be like yes a whole bunch of different characters during the time of this crazy zombie yes you know pandemic and if that's know? what it is 
take more time with it. If it's just the Joel and Ellie story that we get in the game, cool, man. One season seems like that. That seems like a lot to burn through because the game's like, uh, like hours, you know? And yes, yeah, and, sh- and the show, you know, you can pace it however you want. You can say it's cinematic, like the game or whatever, but like, that's a lot, dude. And why? You know, it's like, why, why rush? But, We'll we'll see we'll see how that works out when we talk about the the full review. But as of now, yeah, yeah, you, I'm excited you know, to see um, what they do with the show and talking to you about it since you have played the game. I'd like to know what the deviations are when the show's over. Yeah, and you know, if you're curious about it, if you played the games, check it out. If you haven't, I would say check it out. You know, because we are going to review the whole thing, and you know, because at at worst, right? At worst, it's a well produced zombie like yeah. apocalypse for show, sure right yeah for sure with for sure with good acting um you know? and speaking of apocalypse right oh yeah um, <laughs> that's uh, the perfect segue, next up right? <laughs> uh, for our headliner here and our d- double feature um m night shia malan's m- uh, m. Night knock at the cabin yes um, knock at the cabin review. Yes. I've been working on his pronunciation because I've been saying it wrong this entire time um but knock at the cabin text um I didn't love it I didn't hate it. I thought it was a solid story, though. How about you? Yeah, I think on our, you know, pay for it, wait for it, stay away from it, I would say we're in that middle space again of like, you know, if you feel like checking it out and there's nothing else that weekend, you have a free weekend at the movies, check out Puss in Boots. But, you know, if if you want to watch a movie that's not Puss in Boots, knock at the cabin, you you could do worse. So, like, uh, you know... Yeah, you, you can go watch old again, yeah, right? Like, you yeah, know. It, you know what? That's the perfect way to start off our conversation, right? So, <laughs> laying it out there, full, you know, spoiler free, laying it out there, better than old, right? Like, absolutely, a thousand percent better, than drastically old. Yeah. better than old. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I even put that in my review. I'm like, this is way better than old, but it does not forgive him for his bullshit. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes. Because, um. It just doesn't. There's been too much. Like me and Tex had a good conversation about this, and he's been he's given us too much bullshit. Too yeah. much bullshit. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, actually, and not enough quality in these last several actually, years. Actually, yeah. Well, we might as well lay that out for the buddies, right? So just lay it all. So out for uh, you going into full spoilers and stuff, just in case we start saying whatever. Here's your warning now. Uh, go check it out if you want to. Uh, you know, let us know what you think, kind of thing. But um, so knock at the cabin. You and I approach this from two very different perspectives. Very. So. Yes. I went in so disappointed by old. I was like, the bar was so low that I walked out of this going, yeah, I like that a lot. (laughs) I went in with such high expectations because of, uh, of um, uh, critics, some reviews, rumblings and stuff like that. Some positivity behind this where I'm like, it's a, to one saying, Oh, he's back to his previous form. And I'm like, Oh yeah, let's see. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I went in with high expectations, expecting, you know, you know, the good old, you know, M night twists and turns and stuff like right. that, which, which, and you know what though? We didn't get it. We didn't um, get it. I liked it though. I, I prefer it like that. Like I was disappointed with the movie because we didn't get those twists and turns, but I, I enjoyed the story we got Yeah, because it was like, it surprised me. It was like, Hey, like, are we done? There's no twists at the end. There's no turns. Are you, are you, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's a straightforward story. And and that's why <laughs> I walked out of it going, man, I loved it. Cause I was like, <laughs> I had so low expectations. The fact that he delivered just a movie, you know, <laughs> yeah, it like was, he, gave yeah. Us, he gave us a watchable movie 
with solid performances, a, a solid, like, there's some cool tricks in it. I, I really like the, the, every look at the cabin, you know, uh, like, yeah. I liked all that stuff, you know, good child actor, which is like, this, this sounds like the base kind of stuff you need to, to accomplish, right? Cause after old, it's like poor child acting, poor actors, oh, poor acting everywhere, yes, dude, like, like everywhere, bad concept, bad everything, but no, knock at the cabin. It starts out immediately. Like it kind of like yeah. as soon as you start the movie, it kicks off. Like and yeah. Dave Batista, dude, like it's so wild that you know he he's had trouble getting these kinds of roles. But it's like when you look at him, you're like, wow. Like yeah, he's got his physique and his tattoos and stuff. But honestly, that makes him that much more intriguing, right? Like yes, just as a, a screen like, presence, right? Yeah, yeah, agree one thousand percent. Like he unfortunately goes on record as just saying that he, he's typecast because it's just hey, he's he's fucking huge. Yeah. He, they even say it in the, in the movie. It's like this guy's huge, <laughs> you know. So, um, but man, dude, like honestly, like the performances of everybody involved, like whether you know they had a, a bit of lines or or a lot of lines, like they were on point, man. A Rupert Grint, yeah, like freaking you know Ron Weasley. Like <laughs> at first, I was like, I don't know what he's gonna do, but then his little like his little time on screen, bro. He he definitely was like, yo, I'm gonna show out. Yeah, when he's he like did. putting the sheet over his head, he's like, don't yeah, you look away dude, from that me. Was, yeah, like that was awesome yeah. you know and i get goosebumps just talking about that because like the performances is what really kind of kept me in this movie um especially um because of how the story ended up being because technically guys like you know there's no twist were, were, yeah there's there's no twist and these four have been chosen as the four horsemen of the apocalypse jace pretty much right and and what's great about the story is like hey they're not hurting anybody the choice is up to the family to make and they're there to just yeah. make sure that the the choice gets made. Yeah, it makes, if it doesn't get made, they kill themselves, yeah, which is why it makes for a dope home invasion kind of spin. Like yes. I do, like I think ultimately, I think that's what I enjoyed the most, more so than like the concept itself. Like the greater, I I really like the twist of the home invasion. It's the yeah. coming in super nice, you know, super like I don't want to do this, but I'm gonna have to. And then he goes through the basement and bashes the door. Yes, it's like that <laughs> stuff. It's like I have to do this, but you know, I'm. But it's also not like it's also not like religious zealot kind of thing where it's like I'm being no, called upon by a higher power to do this. Yeah, it's we're being forced into this, and you know, we have to do what we have to do, and like you know, it you know it brings up that idea of like, oh, okay, right wing, you know, like it, is it supposed to make you think about that stuff? It's like, oh, you know, are are the sorry to say this like the religious nut jobs right it's like oh yeah, you know are, are they right about everything because you know it's a very distinct like it's a gay couple you know who, yeah. who adopt a, a baby from china and they have to hide the fact that they're adopting as a gay couple like it's it's all built into the movie right but yeah you know yeah. and and in fact that's one of the big conflicts right that's one of the big things it's like one of the characters actually attacked like uh Rupert Grint yeah right? one's an, yeah cuz one's an optimist and one's a pessimist uh, the pessimist um um uh dude he has some negative some awful negative you know like interactions in the past which make him be pessimistic you know what i mean yes. like they beat him up at a bar and stuff like that so he he has a lot of anger within about like um you know um them picking on 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 him because he's gay yes. you know um so um i like that dynamic by the way also like what a great freaking representation we had from 
Last of Us in Episode Three to knock at the cabin. Right? We had some pretty awesome characters here. Yeah, dude, we had some pretty awesome characters and some pretty shitty situations. Make the best of it, right? That's the other thing too. (laughs) Like you know, it's and knock at the cabin. It's also adapted from a book, so you know it is like old in that it's an adaptation. But like maybe maybe it's the strength of the original story that makes this one better. But like, but yeah, like I I legit loved it. Like I I was like I. I love the idea of, you know, the apocalypse is happening on the outside. There's, there's this kind of thing of like, you know, it's, you don't see too many of the apocalypse effects. So, you know, that, yeah, that could be a thing. But at the same time, I kind of like that it played to the central idea of like that central debate, right? Of like, oh, is this real? Like it kind of played into that, you know, and I, I kind of wish I get what you're saying. Right. And but I kind of wish that when we did see the catastrophes or whatever, like they did emphasize the impact a bit more. Like, I also feel the same way about those kill scenes in the movie, I say suicide scenes in the movie. The only one that really, really hit me besides the first one was uh, uh, Batista's character, Leonard. Right. Right. Um, Like in the rocking chair and he slits his throat. He like. You don't see the slitting of the throat, but you understand it. Um, you get enough visual to understand what's going on. I feel that they, you know, shied away, um, especially from the two women um, who, who were there, right? Um, um, I'm not sure why. Um, maybe he was just scared yeah, to kind of like, yeah, like the the cutting away did kind show of show you. Yes, that that did kind of like lose me a bit. I will say that's also why it's not like a, I'm praising it like to high heaven because like maybe if we would have saw the kills on screen. Maybe would have ratcheted up that intensity, but you know, mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm like, but, yeah. but again, like, like I, I'm not saying I want to see like them ch- chop off the head because after every suicide they would chop off the head right. or something, right? But to, like, to see that, the kill, I don't right? need to see that. Yeah, that's fine. But like, for example, um, a Rupert Grint's character, the way he went, like you didn't see them like actually bashing his head in, you know what I mean? And like taking him down, but you got them like going up and down with the weapons, with these crazy weapons, by the way, going up and down, just like it was shot well where you got the impact. Oh, this like, these guys are fucking wild. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like they're not hurting us, but they're hurting like themselves now. And so um, I really liked the way that was shot. And Batista's final, like in the rocking chair, that was beautiful batista like dude like honestly best um fucking like wrestler turned actor like legit it's right it's kind of no contest like no contest at all you would never like i'm so proud of him too because he was really like nervous because this is his biggest role yet um especially line wise that's true um, that's true yeah yeah he he made a big um uh, uh comment about that in like almost every interview he's like this is the first time i got this many lines and stuff and um really holds it down dude like dude and m night trusted him with that like like apparently like they had a conversation he was afraid he wasn't gonna get the role because of just because he's freaking batista you know what i mean he's 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 i walk alone you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um but uh he but he got it and dude he knocked it out of the park i am so proud of that dude he killed it man it's wild too because like i don't think we can praise it enough like it's such like a it's like it's such a good performance that like any other like kind of flaws i had while watching the movie i was like you know what i'm enjoying this story you know and when the story and when the story ended and it's revealed that spoilers that yeah it's real you know these apocalypses were happening and all that stuff like i liked it and i liked the way it ended but like batista himself too he 
he starts the movie like comes in swinging like it, it's got so many layers because he's intense but he's also yeah, like he's so subtle but very yeah, gentle yeah, subtle. You know, yeah he's intense he's humble he's gentle like he hit the right notes bro he's like he, he just hit them right like as they needed to be hit yeah you know he didn't go over the top he didn't undersell like the dude fucking yeah. did I'm, work. I'm ready for earns, like I'm ready for listen, Oscar he's gonna be season, talked about right? like, but he's just, ready. Listen, he's gonna be talked about in the 2024 Goldies, yeah, all right? Yeah. So he's gonna be in that category because um especially coming from him, you know, we we didn't expect this kind of high quality, you I mean, know, of, to be of fair, a performance. Though, to be, we expected a solid performance yes, because yes, as you said before, he's a solid actor and respects the craft fully. Yeah. So we expected him to to do well. Yeah, because he's, but dude, he's he, done stuff in like uh what was that Snyder zombie movie we watched uh, forever ago? Oh, um City of the Dead. Yeah, right? Something like that, right? We, like that? We've already right? forgotten the name of it. But like he was good. Yeah, he was good in he, that movie, right? Mean, like he's he's steadily been building this point. He's been taking on these interesting roles in like Blade Runner and yeah, yeah yep. and you know the mm-hmm. Zack Snyder movie and like in, in Dune as in well. He's Dune. in Dune. Yeah, and then he's in that two-parter, he's man. He's in that Apple C TV series and stuff like that. So it's like Oh, that's right. He's the antagonist to Momoa. Yes. So he's he's been taking on these roles and it's like, yo, I'm ready for Academy Award like nominee Batista. You know what I mean? I feel like he's got that in him, right? Like he, I, he will one day. Yeah, like one day he will get that project that will just make him shine throughout. Like he'll get like his Mickey Rourke wrestler Jake. Yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because wrestler for for Mickey Rourke was like the perfect role, like especially um, at his age at that time yeah. in, in, in his career you know in what? life, it was like that's, exactly like the Ram. You that's know, that's what it is. <laughs> Batista's gonna get a role that's like made for him that he's gonna be able to knock out of the park. And- he's gonna be like, and, and not like a wrestler, but like let's say like an army dude or just like and that's the thing i even who knows no because knock at the cabin he's like a a a coach for fucking teacher he's he's a second grade teacher and a fucking cyo basketball coach when he he says it it's totally believable right because it's like yeah like because he you buy like of course he's doing it for the kids you buy him as that kind (laughs) of dude like that's what it is he sells himself so well and it's like it's wild right like at wwe right he learned how to sell himself give me what i want (laughs) (laughs) but like now that was cool man that was the start you see but like even when he came back for that run right it was Um, that very short you can see like I think legit he came back to to test out his acting chops on live screen yeah. because like he was on point with Triple H the entire time. Right? You know, he was like just trying to get this character like you can tell he was like trying something. Yo, give me what you I know? want. You know, and yeah, we give still, me what we I want. Still give me what that. I want. Like we still <laughs> and then he still lost. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Yeah, kudos yeah. to him because it's more than the yeah. Rock has done. You know, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, folks. Um, uh, um, just uh, just moving this right along uh, because we spent all time on Batista, but um, that is a very good reason to actually pay for it if you were thinking about. Yeah, it. if you want to um, see Batista, the performances yeah. of Batista, um, of Jonathan Groff. I forgot the other guy's name. Of Groff's partner in the movie. Um, of even of Rupert Grant and and the other two horsemen, like even dude, the little girl was fantastic. Yeah. Can't wait to see her in more stuff. Put her in like legit horror though. Let's see what happens. I'm excited about that. Um, she was she was on point for her age too, man. Um, she she had perfect like line delivery. She had a lot like, to do damn. in this movie too. Dude, a like, lot to do in this movie. M Night got really lucky with these actors. 
yeah like really lucky like they they kind of i think wanted to do him a solid and and, <laughs> and put his name back in the good graces you know of hollywood For or some something people because, some damn. people it worked i wouldn't i okay so like a quick like putting it in m night rankings i'm not gonna say it's like six cents level or unbreakable level or even no no. Honestly, even split level, it, but it's also far from old. It's far from the happening lady in the water. It's text. No, okay, no. quick question here. Just uh, he has written two straightforward stories, right? One he did in direct, and one he did. We have Devil, which was awesome, mm. and we have this one. Which one of the two do you like best in terms of his straightforward Ooh, writing? That's see, that's a tough question to ask right as we're trying to wrap up, right? Because I'm like, yeah, I really like Devil. Like, uh, devil was good right but look that's that's goes to show you stop fucking making yeah. dunce of twists you know bro what? his cameo is even better in this like, <laughs> yeah yeah he was selling the chicken yeah he was the ron opiel of that universe <laughs> said it and forget it dude, i loved it i was like you know what that's how you do it right because any other way would have been forced like so good yeah. on good on him like i was wondering where we would see him and it was just some random chicken infomercial yeah. which i think was absolutely i think i think that's his best cameo yeah, ever. yeah. Good, um, good on him for realizing that that it, it would have been <laughs> much right like yeah yeah that being said folks um it is something to watch if you are interested in watching something um i would i, I would tell you to go watch infinity pool first before you go watch this and one. i would also um, tell you to go watch push the boots before you watch either of them right so let's <laughs> i would definitely agree with thousand percent with uh with that push in boots was absolutely awesome um um, damn, I want to watch Puss in the Puss in Boots. Oh, you gotta watch it again, right? Puss in Boots. <laughs> Antonio has so much fun in that movie. You can definitely tell, folks. Thank you so much for listening. This was episode one thirty nine of the Morgan Official Core Feed Podcast. I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. With me always is Mister Nick Valdez. And a big shout out goes out to Del Virus for the artwork, the new logo. We're looking beautiful, folks. Big shout out goes to you guys for listening. We have hundred and thirty eight of these things. Anywhere you can listen to the podcast, please subscribe, share, listen, comment. Go onto YouTube. We are on YouTube. Please subscribe on there as well. Um, comment, subscribe, whatever you need to do to get us in your ear holes on Thursdays, right? Just do it. Click it. And then you will see us there. Also, you can see us, as I mentioned before, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, on Facebook Live every Thursday at 420. You can see our beautiful faces talking about the things we love most, these movies. And folks, remember, it's a scary world out there, but we are definitely here to walk you through it.